The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to Quarter Life Sports Talk. We are live another six days and what, 24 hours past? And we got my whole hour to go by. That'd be seven days. Yeah, seven days, whatever. Um, all right, we haven't even got into the show. You ready to get it going? Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Get it on, dude. I'm back today. Yeah. I'm ready. Well, here's what's going on in the world of sports, and what we get to is what we get to. Stan Van Gunny, Odie Smith fired in Orlando. We'll tie Dwight Howard into that somewhere. The Lakers lose. The Lakers lost. You define the meaning to that. Um, but the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder wins. Uh, a dynasty in the making, perhaps. Maybe we'll talk about that also. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about baseball. Cindy got her notes. She's well prepared. Uh, that she want everybody to read. And we uh, we got Clancy Corner down and dirty with Deborah. Guys, welcome to the show. Alex in the studio. Deborah's in the studio. Cindy's in the studio. What's got going on? Full house. In the world of sports, in you guys' world. Uh, did Coach Zahner's uh, camp this last weekend? That was good. Where was Had, this? Uh, two of my clients were here. Um, we met up at the Drury Inn Hotel. Is that a beer? Way, way, way north. It could be. Uh-huh. <laughs> the this was, like this is where Chicago. they it's like their home base where they hold their meetings and all those type of things and then uh, uh, yeah so I spoke at the camp had two of my clients were in town so it was great to meet him in person because so often I don't see my clients in person because I do most of my work over the phone you must be pretty good if you don't have to see them in person but I am I'm damn I, good I, dude do you have a lot of clients that you haven't met in person yet but they became clients because they heard about the stuff you do Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, majority of them come through referrals of some kind, either from other players or trainers or, you know, someone who's seen me or heard me. Okay, good stuff. What yeah. about the uh, South Mountain golf team? South Mountain, they're off playing right now. So we're... How are they doing? Duh, I don't know. Didn't look it up before I came in, but they're, they're they ready let to me, rock. They let me play with them a couple of times uh, for free, then they may start doing a little better. I don't know. They might be doing Wait, well to try, now. Call, call coach. Call coach, let him know. Mm-mm. I don't know. See, I'm like you. <laughs> I'll introduce you to him. Okay. All right. I'll well, give we'll you that on, warm introduction. We'll meet on the golf course. There you go. Alex Clancy? Um, just chilling. Just chilling? Yeah. Really? Yeah, working That's my it. ass off. I was, I was at your uh, place of business yesterday. You were? I was. I wasn't there. It's my third day off in a month and a half. So. You, you probably don't work there because you... I've got what? tears starting to form on my yeah, eyes. Yeah, I know. Oh, it feels good. I'm happy. Sorry. Uh, oh, my smallest, God, really? The smallest violin I can play. Uh, <laughs> no, it was good. Oh, I like it. I'm not complaining. Are you yeah. working today? Yeah. When? When? Yeah. At 11. And where, and, right where, and where is that that you work? I'm not going to tell anybody. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to, after, especially after Clay's Corner, I don't want anybody to know where I work. Cindy, if you <laughs> Don't go, you have to tell everybody for the discounts. deal anyway? No, that's Rock Bottom. Who's it? Who's, uh, uh, who's na- Oh, Rock Bottom? That's different. You got to tell somebody you work at Rock Bottom? No, Rock... Well, no. What? No, Rock Bar. Oh, Rock Bar, Rock yeah. Bar. Yeah, what's going on? We still get 15%? Ooh, yep. ooh. 
15%. 15%. And free golf for call me. So you're in. Oh, so you par can for get the course. Me. You can get me par for the course. I don't like par. I like to be under. I like to be under. <laughs> under par, par, par for the course. course. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be under. Cindy, what's going on? I watched basketball. Just for you guys. Hey, why didn't you watch Says the 5-year-old in you, the studio. You, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I know the color red. <laughs> we don't need hey, you to know, watch basketball. Hey, you know it is what it is, but I need to watch basketball to keep up with you guys. No. Oh, what about hockey, though? And we got Coyotes. What? Game five at home? I'm glad they didn't get There's swept. There's tickets yeah. left. Yeah. Well, That's you, crazy. You in Arizona, and there's a hockey team in Arizona. And it's 108, and it's cool inside. Well, so it'd be a good place just to cool off, right? if nothing else. What is the, these the fans in Arizona? It's just it's yeah. like that. When I was here with the Cardinals, it's like that. When the the Suns are not doing well, right. you you got to be a fan. You go go all out. Fair weather fans. Don't be the crazy fans that they have in Oklahoma because they want a game and you shooting women. Yeah, you, know, you can't yeah. fight the guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I feel they're not doing well, but it's the Western Conference championships. And well, and the reality is, and there's scientific proof to this too, that the energy of the crowd can make a huge difference I, I on the outcome that. of the game. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm shocked that they won uh, Game Four, especially because you know, well, that was that's that's their second win. Uh, second the first game win, four. Win. Well, no, the second win was getting the first one was getting through the first round, which nobody thought was like Christmas come early, and then. The second round with them winning that game kind of solidified that they kind of belong where they are, and it wasn't a total fluke. Because if they would have got run out of the building in L.A., they would have got laughed off the they would have got laughed off the ice. So I'm shocked they that is three one right now. I, I'm shocked because mm-hmm. they've done so well and they've been in so an adverse situation. Whereas they've always come from behind all, yeah, all the time. They've been the comeback. They've guys. been the comeback yeah. team, but three and one, and you playing. And remember, the Kings was the number eight seed. Mm-hmm. How was they the number one eight seed? Well, in the West. I mean, they beat who? They St. Louis, St. Louis, Vancouver, St. Louis, and Vancouver. Vancouver's the number one team, right? Yeah, in the eight seed. Yeah, but I mean, seedings really don't matter in hockey. From what we've seen the past few years, as far as home field, it does. I mean, home ice. Rules don't matter in hockey either, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, and then they <laughs> fight. <laughs> but they, unfortunately, they are three and one. The uh, Coyotes and 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 fans, as Cindy mentioned, you need to go out there and support. As I say that, I don't have a ticket also. But I'm, I'm in and out of town so much I can't go. And that's my excuse. That's your excuse and that's you're sticking excuse. to it. Yeah. That's my excuse and my reason why. Because I'm just like other fans. When it's good, I want to be there. But here's why I want to be there, for my own selfish reason. Well, we all do. I mean, everything we do is for a selfish reason, Right. I mean, quite uh, honestly. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. But there are some diehard fans. There are some diehard fans. I, I look on the Internet and I see these um, celebrities at hockey match, at hockey uh Games. games, yeah, <laughs> and then they um, why you have to take pictures of them and then post them everywhere? It's it's, it's about um, the it's like about, a Lakers game, but it's about those guys that's on the ice. Exactly, but then when you go watch a Lakers game, all it is is about Jack Nicholson and whoever else is in the stands. It's always about Jack. Jack is okay, well, Jack's been there since the 70s. Yeah, so it's mean, I, need to, I don't need to see his face. I'm well, you don't need to watch a game then. Spike Lee, Jack's Spike, no, Spike, Spike Lee is number one. In, uh, Spike Lee is in New York all the time. Yeah. Nobody but talks. like what you just said, it's about the guys on the court. I, I it's about the guys on the ice. It's not about who's sitting in the stands rooting for them. Here's I don't care what, that Ashton Kutcher's there or whoever is there at the game. I care what's going on on the court. If you're single and he's single, you care. Nah, hey, nah. it's my chance. How you think Phil, <laughs> Phil Mickelson? I'm just talking in general. Phil Mickelson, his wife was a girl walking in the crowd on golf. Right. She might have went to ASU for a semester. Well, and it's really all about the experience. You yeah. know, for the fans that show up, there's some fans that are true fans of the game, and the others, everybody else is there for the experience of who's there and who's going to see me. And I don't you know. think half of those people understand hockey. Well, well that's r- very true. Rules, yeah. the passing, the changes. They don't think right. they understand it. But anyway. 
The Orlando Magic fire Stan Van Gundy, who I thought they should have kept. Otis Smith, hmm, maybe so. He got caught in between. But I think when you can't control somebody or you feel like you can't control somebody, you have to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's either that uh, I respect you or I fear you. Either way, I'm going to kill you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, that, what people, well, yeah, I'll no, give you a great example for that personally. My uncle was like that in Virginia. Um, he was, um, they respect this guy because, you know, he's a great basketball player, talented, and by great, one of those guys who never made it to the pros, who everyone thought would make it to the pros. Right. But he also fights a lot. So mm. I'm, I tell my, I say, June, somebody's going to kill you. Just because they're scared of you and they want to be around you, they don't want to, you don't want to feel that way around somebody um, that makes you uncomfortable or they just respect you and, and let you go about your business. Now, Stan Van Gundy, I respect that guy because he speaks out about what's right. going on. He has he, opinions and he says them. He, he, yeah. You should, right? He yeah. says uh, one of the things he said that I <laughs> that I was impressed by. If you fire me today at twelve o'clock, by six o'clock I'm gonna find something to do at home. So it's gonna be what it is. Right. Yeah, I mean he's um. He was in a position he couldn't win with. I mean, after they made it to the final against the Lakers, he won that championship. He was the coach that won the championship when the Miami Heat won it before Pat Riley kicked him out of town because he wanted to win another ring as a coach. So that wasn't fair. So he's, I see him as an NBA championship uh, winning coach. And Dwight Howard and him, the personalities just don't mesh. And Dwight Howard wasn't happy, so this is Orlando's last-ditch effort to keep him, which they won't. So now you're going to lose a coach that is in the upper tier in the NBA. You're going to lose a GM who, you know, take him or leave him. He's done, he made a lot of questionable moves in Orlando, and then you're going to lose your superstar. So, I mean, at that point, they might as well just, you know, fade to the sunset because I think Dwight Howard's gone. It's either going to be Brooklyn. It might be the Lakers still. I'm not sure if I'd be happy with it, but it, it might be the Lakers still for Bynum because he had such a good year this year. You, th- be interesting. you think um, getting rid of Van Gundy and Otis Smith, that they're not going to make a, a violent effort, like go all out just to keep the white there for a long term? That this is their last chance. To so they're blowing it. up the team then. Yeah, because I think I, there's Gundy no way a, he's Gundy, coming back. He's a Gundy was a pretty good coach. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, if, they wanted, if they wanted if they wanted to keep if they wanted to keep Dwight Howard, they would have fired Stan Van Gundy two years ago. But they didn't because they were winning games. They he had like a 68 percent win percentage, and they made the playoffs every year. But it, it's making the playoffs doesn't mean jack. So Dwight Howard, he is that much of a superstar because co- players get coaches fired anyway. So he's able to. I mean, well, you, they you, either get them fired or they make sure. How can I say this? Or they make sure that they don't stay. So yes, they can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they push them out. I respect you, or I'm scared of you. One way you're gonna die. <laughs> I mean, and this is, and you're going com- down. It comes down to these players being told they're the greatest since they were, you know, five years old. He right. came out of the league, came out of high school, told he's gonna be the next great center in the NBA. He, I mean, he's been good, but nobody's ever, no coaches have ever had to coach with them on the team. And then when they're coached by a guy that's getting paid millions of dollars, he, they, they've never had to uh, look up to authority. So some of those guys, the uh, talent catch up to you, like, like you said. He's been since he since a young kid. He's been that dominant guy because mm-hmm. he's always been taller, bigger, and stronger mm-hmm. than most kids his age or most people his age. Now in the NBA, you you have guys around you that are just as talented, so right. catch up to you. But he still could be a dominant mm-hmm. force on any team. But I think his maturity level is still is is not where it he's should be. He's still childlike. He's still childlike. <laughs> in a number of ways that he and acts. wants to be a star, but don't want to put in the star quality work. Right. And what's the message? And again, I know we can't solve the world problems here, though sometimes we think we can. Sometimes I can. <laughs> you oh, know, you did. You just I've said heard that. that. In fact, I saw <laughs> the billboard coming into town that Kwame can solve all world problems. Yeah, if we had a uh, more. If we had. If we had more hours on a day, or we had the show every day, we'd have a billboard up. 
There you go. We would. There would. you go. Okay, but you. So talking. we're off the topic. We're <laughs> on the billboards. <laughs> and my thing was, you know, what's the message going to the younger guys? Whether it's the you know young guys, the high school guys, the college guys, or even the young guys coming in, is if you feel like you've got enough talent, if you feel like you're you know the privileged and the enlightened one, yeah, you're the one that can make things happen just by pouting and making up a lot of excuses and jumping up and down and saying one thing and doing another. Unfortunately, that's I think that's what's going to come down to. Because you got these guys coming out of, uh, let's say, you, big programs like Kentucky, Kansas. I don't, I don't think any Kansas guy ever did that, but I, I hear what you're saying, Deborah. Um, guys like Kentucky, they are so these guys fresh. They should be in college or coming out of high school, but you have to play another year of. Uh, you have to play a year of college, but these are babies about to make decisions of grown men who has family. Yeah, you bet. Uh, okay. Coaches. Well, mm-hmm. well, then you have three guys on OKC. Four guys that are 23 they're or 22, not, and they are taking—they're taking over the league. So yeah. now it's going to be even more so that these kids aren't going to want to stay because they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm as good as Kevin Durant. I'm as good as Russell Westbrook." Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka came out of nowhere. Well, they should think like that, but you shouldn't have. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. We should take the think atmosphere like, around you where you got I'm just 12 saying, other guys on your team. Well, youth think, youth is now taking over the NBA. Yeah, and it should. So this is yeah. this is the changing of the guard here. So you have San Antonio, you well, have Dallas, combine, you I have the say. Lakers, but it's never going to. You're either a team that's played together like San Antonio forever, and they they look like they're they're giving Oklahoma City a championship, and I'm like, you got to go through San Antonio. You have to first. go through San Antonio. Because, that, thing, that thing is surgical down there. Right, and they said they've they pass over the Lakers. It's not passing over the Lakers now. It's passing over San Antonio, who's won one less championship uh, than the Lakers in recent history. They've won four, and the Lakers have won. Uh, Lakers have won five. Right. So I mean, it's it. Okay, see, I'm just saying that like it's the youth is now prevalent when when in the past it really wasn't. Okay. So a question for you guys on that note then: Is it harder in basketball than any other sport because there's fewer guys on a team to spread the wealth? I think it should on be that? easier in basketball because there's fewer guys. I think those guys, you if you can jail. Management-wise, uh, coaching staff-wise, if you can gel that chemistry with those guys and bring in the right guys, the unselfish guys, you look at the uh, New England Patriots. I think they're the most unselfish team in football. But these, these, you know who the stars are, but you don't know who those other guys are, but they find a way to win football games, 13-plus games a year. But that's a lot larger roster than what a basketball. Right, that's why I think basketball should be easier to win championships as far as you're managing less you, people. You're managing less people if you find it, or, or put you in a position to win a, a championship. I mean, they also have the D League there that other te- that other things yeah. don't have. It, nothing's going to be like baseball, where you have forty six, you know, single A uh, uh, divisions that you have to get through or levels you have to get through to to make to the majors, like the NBA. And plus, every college has a basketball team. That every is, single college, just like, I and mean, then every single college has a basketball. That's team. the pro in every division. League, really. Football yeah. doesn't have every. I mean, I'm sure baseball. Baseball has club teams. A lot of them are club. Yeah, teams. which you know the the clout there isn't isn't as high as playing for you know a college baseball team. Well, here, here's what we do. We'll come back. We do have Clancy Corner in the second segment. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this because there's a lot of uh we didn't get to talk about the Lakers. Um, and we'll briefly skim through the Miami Heat and the 70 points Dwayne Wade and mm-hmm. uh, uh what's the guy named LeBron James had. Hey, Cormelas Sports Talk. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We were talking about, actually, we were briefly talking about when the, uh, basketball was good or when we watched it. I was a Detroit Pistons fan. I mm-hmm. was. Um, bad boys. Bad boys. Mm-hmm. I, I just like what they did. And then Chicago beat them up and it was over for right. them. And then. It became Chicago, but I like Larry Bird too over in Boston. Um, mm-hmm. You had uh, Magic Shoulder, the run and shoot offense they had over there, and then Magic took over for Kareem. Right. The whole dynamics changed in basketball. Then it became a superstar league where everybody, all five guys, wanted to be a superstar. And you can easily say it was like that for the Lakers because yeah, we have uh, Worthy, Kareem, Byron Scott, mm-hmm. Byron Scott right. Magic, Michael uh, Cooper off the bench. Easily, they yeah. had a an all star team, and they won five championships. So, with the all star coach, well, he became an all star coach. Well, you don't you don't have to coach those guys. Um, well, I don't know because the you, chemistry. It's all, it's all you about managing. You don't bring egos. no chemistry egos. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Jackson did. And, yeah. and a lot of coaches, um, in any sports, you know, you, you have to manage the egos. Right. Bring those egos together, and then your own and theirs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why there's no coaches right now in New Orleans for the New Orleans Saints. And, and what's going on with the Saints before we get into Clancy Corner is that they haven't signed uh, Drew Brees That's at right. all, and they're going to wait till the last minute. Drew Brees being a professional, and we watched what this guy did in the uh, collecting bargaining agreement, got those guys together, right. uh, even though there was no football date to be set or no set date for football, he got those guys on consummate pro, and they and they worked on the plays that they had, got the new guys in that they drafted, uh, worked on the things they had. But now with Peyton out, um, who was the um, the uh, coach, defensive coach? Uh, what's his name? Greg Williams. Greg Williams gone. Mm-hmm. Why not bring in, um, sign this guy to a contract, whatever it is, just to save the organization? And what what happens? They saved that town when they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, back then, 2006, something like that. Well, the organization needs him more than he needs the organization right now. Right, mm-hmm. right, because he can go in. He can go in. There's some teams where he can go and play, but. He's not going anywhere. Don't, he's not no, going anywhere. He, no, he saying. loves it there. Yeah, but yeah. you know, he's not going to sell himself short. You look at the numbers of, right. of mm-hmm. what he's mm-hmm. done since he's been there. Look at Peyton Manning's numbers and look at Tom Brady numbers. And, that's, and I say those guys because those, I think those are the t- elite quarterbacks in the league. And you look at Drew Brees and why should he have to settle? Right. I, I'm, I'm no, not now going, they've got a lot at risk, too. Exactly. I'm right. not going anywhere, but I'm not going, you're not going to cut my legs from under me. That's right. 
No way. I'm not a bargain. Right. It's, it's yeah. not like he did it for one year, broke the record, right. and then you know he's he's done nothing the past five years. He's been that offense, you know, for, since for, he got there. Since he got right. there, he yeah. helped build since, it. Since his shoulder was unable to work in San Diego, so exactly. they so they shipped right. him off. Right. Right. I mean, San Diego. That was Marty Schottenheim. I, I, you know what? No, we're far, gonna stay off Marty far, today. No, I don't want to fire you <laughs> up. Uh, no, Marty's a, a good uh, coach. He just can't win playoff games. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I think about Marty. I think he's good in this um, aspect. He's a good coach because of what the coaches he put around him. But when you get there, you can't all of a sudden say, I want to coach, and you mm-hmm. lose playoff games. Get to a point where you – Marty's been 13-0 and 0, uh, or 14-2 and 2 going into the playoffs and lose the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think they're a big problem there in San Diego, just off the topic, but they should have um, – they should have hired Ron Rivera coming out of Chicago before instead of North Turner. They should have gone defense. They already had a potent offense. They didn't they, need. They, they didn't need an offensive yeah, coach. Because they had, they had, they had enough offense over there, and then they shouldn't have got Ron Rivera Drew was so. He's a defensive minded guy. Yeah, and, was, and he's a beast. Look what he did yeah. with Carolina. I mean, even they won six games this year. Nobody yeah. thought they were going to win well, six uh, games this year. I, I did. I thought they would win more if they wouldn't let. They kept making. Um, Cam Newton, Cam, throw, the Cam Newton right. throw the ball. Right. Kept making him throw the ball. You have you just signed two running backs to it. They're still decent. They're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you have to have two running backs in the National Football League to be successful and a good tight end. And then they have Smith over there. Cam Newton. We didn't know he's going to be. And Cam got his. He's got skills, but he's still trying to figure out who he was in the NFL. Right. So he's yeah. going to pass the ball, thinking, okay, and OTAs and training camp. This is where I have to throw. This is where I've been throwing. Right. But there wasn't. The but they opponent. didn't have all those last they year. They didn't have exactly, right. yeah. and they didn't have the opponent's uh, defense playing and scheming right. against you, yeah. which is which is unfortunate. Don't make that guy pass the ball to prove that he can yeah. throw. He had the so best rookie season ever. Right. Yeah. Especially so, when you look at here's the fire. Let's drop you in the middle of it mm-hmm. and see what you can do. Burn, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what you got to do. But you know what? Yeah. Either going to be David Carr or you're going to be Peyton Manning. What kind of bother <laughs> me about it all that? Or maybe I was more more happy in the, at the end of the day about all that is that all the prognosticators that thought he wasn't going to be this do you watch this guy play football from day one he's always been a winner and then you can say he gets to this point now he can't play so was Ryan Leaf though so Ryan Leaf? How, did that, how did that go Ryan Leaf I don't know Ryan Leaf is an idiot Ryan Leaf is he's, coaching he's high school right football now, now. Yeah. he was in Texas coaching uh, now he's sleeping on my couch he's yeah. breaking in their house popping pills him and Jeremy Lin yeah Jeremy Lin <laughs> <laughs> as always second segment uh, we have Clancy Corner. All right. Uh, today, Clancy's Corner is brought to you by Rock Bar Inc. in Old Town Scottsdale. Oh, my goodness. 4245 North Craftsman Court. It's fifth and, fifth and Craftsman. Go in there, say Clancy's Corner to the bartender. You get 15% off your bill. Um, okay. I've been in uh, Arizona for almost two years now, and I've bit my tongue for every person that said anything about any other sports team except for Arizona, except for Arizona sports. But after watching the Laker game last night, them losing, which they should have. Um, I'm just going to tell all the Arizona fans to shut their mouths, okay? Focus on being happy that your teams are in the playoffs like the Coyotes. Don't be mad that you're not a Laker fan, that you don't have Kobe Bryant on your team. I've never seen a state hate one team so much because of the dominance they've had over them. All the Lakers have done is beat the asses of the, of the Suns up and down, except for when the Lakers are up 3-1 and let, let it slip away that year in the playoffs. I think I, it's fine to hate players. I understand. I would hate Kobe if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't born in L.A. But at some point you're going to have to accept that he's better than anything you have right now. You're never going to be the Lakers. So just move on. Try to be positive about your team instead of dogging other teams. 
I just couldn't. I mean, that's all I really wanted to say today. I just couldn't stand it. I mean, even the guys on the radio were just dogging the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers lost. Oh, yes. It's like, shut up. What does it matter? Why does it matter so much that some other team lost? And it's, I'm not even talking as a Laker fan. I'm saying just in general, you should not focus on other teams' misfortunes. You should focus on the fortunes of your own teams. Yeah. Because some fans are in everyone's faces when your team is winning, and then when your team starts losing, then all of a sudden it's like, well, why are you a hater? You know what I Yeah, but I, okay, I'm going to say one thing. I pride myself on being an all-sports fan. I happen to like the Lakers, but I've never, even when the Lakers win championships, I'm never like, oh, in your face, in your face, man. Stop it. You Those aren't real fans. Those aren't sports fans. Those are bandwagon or diehard, diehard fans, quote-unquote, I can't stand them. Because they're the ones yelling at the TV. They're the ones, and then they're like, oh, why are you being mean to me when my team loses? Exactly what you said. Diehard fans shoot people. Yeah, look at the Raiders. I see Raiders fans when I think diehard fans. I think think Raider fans are idiots, intelligent idiots. Intelligent idiots. No, that's not a bad thing. An intelligent idiot is not a bad thing. Um... But, you know, they, they care so much. They come out there. They come out there in their costumes, and we talk about Raider fans. But fans, fans in general, you either stick with your team. Stop make, Don't make excuses for them. I know some Laker fans. All they do is make excuses when the Lakers lose. Mm-hmm. But and when and when they win, in, they're in your face like that's the greatest team ever. And here's what would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go another little deeper on that and see how they run their own lives. Right. Because the ones that are blowing up at all the different teams are the ones that their lives are blowing up, too. Exactly. You look at the guy, the people that are making excuses when things aren't going right with their team, and then they're jumping on the bandwagon when it is. I bet their life is the exact yeah, same way. Yeah, and that's way. every single well, one fan in Arizona. Buddies, one one of what you buddies, just described. He, one of my buddies, and I was talking about the Lakers last night. Uh, one of my buddies, um, he's a good guy, a real good guy. He's a Laker fan. Obviously, so when I say what I said, I get statistics, I get numbers, I get 66 years in the NBA, mm. 32 years the Lakers been champions. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's fine. Yeah, but I'm talking about right now. I'm talking right. about exactly. I'm talking not about your the past, Lakers. not yeah. the future. We're, what are they the doing Lakers right today? Right yeah. Because don't come into a see every team comes into a season thinking they go win a championship. Some teams are dreaming. Uh, I say about 10 of those teams are dreaming, have no chance, but. When you put all that marketing and all those uh, conversation, all that literature out there that this is the team, we don't need to go draft this guy. Now, even though how, even though David Stern vetoed the Chris Paul thing, which I thought mm-hmm. was he shouldn't have that type of power. Right. Shouldn't have that. If you, you can pay for the guy, you got the money, he should be there. But even though um, the Lakers kept their team and when teams say, I don't need this guy or I want this guy, and they say we can still win championship, and you're fooling yourselves. At the end of the day, when you walk in back into the locker room, four one, and you lose with that with that caliber team, I don't want to hear about your past. I don't want to hear about mm-hmm. 2010 when the Lakers won. I, I want to hear about. I want to know about what happened this year. All right. Yeah, well, you have no power in the past. There's no power in the future. The only power we have to make choices and to change things is right here and right now. I mean, that, and that's that's great and all, but this is this is. Go ahead. Well, the, well, to the to one of your points, uh, the Arizona fans. There's no Arizona fans out here. They, they, they love the Cardinals when they're winning. They love the Suns when they're winning. They love the Coyotes. Coyotes still have tickets for sale when they're winning. There's yeah. a few. There's a few people who are here that are a few people loyal. to a, a few people to a. Yeah, they are. There's about twenty thousand, but the arena holds seventy eight thousand. And that's true. Twenty thousand people. That's a college atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, not even a college. Here, I mean, here's the thing, though. And people like just to touch on the Laker point about not not in the past, but now, the this type of loss is what causes the Lakers to make moves. 
Like they they're like, well, they're, we're used to winning championships, so. Mitch Kupchak is going to trade one of the big guys, and then they're going to be back. Because David Stern effed the Lakers for the next five years. Because they, they made him lose Lamar Odom because he's a crybaby. They made the Powell, bless his heart, came back and played. He had a great year, even though he shouldn't have. Because they're like, well, we don't want you. You're not good enough for our scheme right now. You don't fit into the Mike Brown scheme. But he came back. And, I mean, he, they won a series against Denver. And uh, now something's going to happen. But, I, I mean, I think... I, they, I'm not too sure about what, Mike Brown, anyway. What you said, you made a really good point. They're, they're used to winning. They're going to use this to regroup and say, yeah, we're used to winning. We're used to the championships. That's one thing to generalize. But to go specific when the fans get in your face and go, well, look what we did in 2000 and 2001. Who cares what you did 10 well, years okay, ago? Okay, well, here's the a thing. Yeah, we're talking, that, yeah, we're talking about... Winning, though, a team that consistently... You can win. use it constructively. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Talking to a Suns fan... You really do have no clout when it comes to talking about anything having to do with NBA history besides Charles Barkley. That's it. And no, then, well, and then, and then the game, Johnson. and then the triple overtime game in the finals against uh, against the against the Celtics in the '60s. The, the, the Phoenix Suns had a team when they was a uh, uh, the year they lost to Jordan in Chicago. I say Jordan when they lost. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was Barkley, Kevin Johnson, yeah. Yeah. yeah, KJ. Yeah, yeah they had that. a they had a they had a championship team, right. but they ran into the best player. Yeah. Yep. Well, they ran into a LeBron James. So that's an excuse. Right now. So you didn't win, though. They no, they didn't, didn't win. win. I'm just saying. But you said, other than Charles Barkley, but Charles Barkley was in that team. You watched Kevin Johnson orchestrate that thing coming down. Charles right. Barkley yeah. was a face well, and and he, he was a nice yeah, player. He, he yeah, was a good player. He was real good. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. I mean, it, when it comes down to it, just because the team that you're rooting for doesn't have championships doesn't mean that that doesn't mean anything. Because you can't be in, you can't sit at that table. Doesn't mean it didn't mean anything. Charles Barkley don't even have a ring, but he can sit at the table. With a lot of guys have rings. Yeah, because he averaged right. twenty eight and fifteen. Yeah. Like and he, was, he put, well, some guys go to the gym six, and four, put in the six, work. Four. Yeah, that's I mean, what I understand. A six four guy like Charles Barkley, six four across, who, right. six four width. Yeah. But he puts in that work, and you got a, you got cowards and underachievers, chumps like Powell Gasol and Andrew Bynum who can't even play, who won't even two rings. They have two rings for what? They didn't get them. Oh, they didn't. They didn't get them. Who? How did they get that ring? They was part of that team. The guys that was on that bench. They have two rings. Yeah, they too. got rings too. They got yeah. rings too. I'm talking about being on the court and being dumb. They have yeah. no dog Pagasol? in them. No. They have no dog in them. Pagasol, number shouldn't go down. He should average 18 points, yeah, 18 he's, rebounds. Yeah, and he's the reason why they lost the series. I think he won't crash the board. He's shooting uh, 18 footers when he's six. He's seven foot tall. Seven feet tall. Should be down underneath the hoop. Yeah. Oh, doesn't matter. You can't say it, it does matter when you're talking about two rings and, then and that's why he's not going to be a Laker next year. You, you don't know that. But yeah, I, I, I do hope, know I'm that. Hoping, well, Here. since you on the general, since you're the general manager of the Lakers, well, well, what's, look, the, what's the day today? March, May 22nd, 2012. Powell will not be a Laker next year. Well, we, we were saying the same thing last year, and he almost wasn't. We, yeah, but he, <laughs> but he's a Laker, and so we don't know that. We were saying the same thing last year. I hope they get rid of Powell Gasol and get some younger guys who can help Kobe. But Bynum need to grow up. Mm. He's, yeah. too, he's too immature. He needs to grow up. Yeah. Anytime I couldn't play with a guy like that. Anytime you're sitting at the end of the bench when the rest of your team is right here, you win and lose and die with that team. Right. Well, sit and pout. Yep. That'll make him better. Quarmel Last Sports Talk, we'll be back. We got down and dirty with Deborah. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback 
and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. I guess I had to go to that place to get to this one. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. You can try and read my lyrics off at his table. Go back to the Listen to it after the show. What is it? It's all the song after the show. It's shorter. I don't want a shorter I, intro to I, get to the beat. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I like Eminem. That guy is yeah, a yeah. genius. I uh-huh. like that guy. I you, do too. Stop hating on Eminem. So, oh. or, or maybe you saying, maybe you hating on me. Okay, to okay. Eminem. We got 48 minutes. We take three and a half listening <laughs> to Eminem song. We got to shorten the intro and get to the beat. So we got, there we go. got a perception. Of 48 minutes. This show is probably like 35 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it says our show. For another know. day. Well, yeah. yeah, another. No, I like it right now. Hey, we do have down and dirty, but we were talking about hypnosis. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's for another <laughs> no, day. No, we weren't. No, no, no. Maybe off the air, we were talking about hypnosis. Right. Off the air, we were talking about <laughs> yeah. hypnosis. But Those of you I, who think you've just gone to sleep and came back again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for correcting me on there again. No problem. Bums. Getting uh, easier and easier. <laughs> I, I was saying I need to stop drinking. We were talking about drinking off the air, wasn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe I was, maybe like I was hypnotized. Maybe I was hypnotized. You were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We but lost they, you but, for a little bit and came back. But you know, De- Deborah makes a good point. There is some levels of hypnosis, uh, like video games, and we, I want to get into that. But I, I don't want to. Uh, we're gonna make that another segment. I'll do that on another we'll segment. I'll talk to you about what what that really entails. Because I want to stop drinking, and I think I need to be hypnotized to mm. get that get that out of my drink. Because I don't feel like. I have to stop drinking. Outside That's of the my, problem, right well, there. The design, if, yeah, you the, if you don't want to, you can't do it. Outside of my, I got a heart condition, I need to stop drinking. That's yeah. It. So we make we just look to make the desire of uh, and the benefits of not drinking greater than the benefits of drinking. Well, drinking, as well as smoking, as well as a lot of other things, are a way of hiding from something. So really good for you. Go, well, it's a level of going unconscious. Oh, well, feed me. Uh, give me a feedback loop. Get you on the feedback loop. So your brain body feedback loop on Down and Dirty with Deborah. One of the things that I wanted to mention is that we are all addicts. Whether you know it or not, you are an addict. And the brain body feedback loop just talks and works your way through what happens whenever 
people have negative thoughts, negative emotions, they start blowing up, you know, those type of things. And really what happens is it's a loop of things that happen with inside of our body is usually it starts with an experience. Either we're having an experience of something that's happened in the past, we're imagining what might happen in the future, um, and having those memories come up. If we're thinking about the future, we're doing, we're predicting what might happen. It's like, oh my God, what's going to happen if this occurs? Or it could be something that happened right here, right now, but it triggers a memory of the past. And when that happens, then the next thing that happens is we have emotions that start to come in. And emotions and thought, there's a real, there's an argument going on as to which happens first. It's kind of the chicken or the egg type thing is do you have the thought first or the emotion first? And the bottom line is who really cares? Because it all happens in <laughs> nanoseconds. So when, you know, the emotions that come up can be either thing, something from the level of fear, frustration, anxiety, or if it was a pleasant experience or a pleasant memory or you're thinking, let's say, about vacation and you're imagining something great, then you could have more of the, you know, joy, happiness, appreciation, those type of things. Along with it goes the, the thoughts, you know, the thoughts of, you know, what, what it's going to be like. Um, you know, I really love this. This is going to be great. We're going to have so much fun. Or, holy man, that scares the living bejesus out of me. I hate that. I don't want that to happen. And no matter which direction you're going, up the, up the scale or down the scale, the emotions start getting deeper. You start having body sensations, aches, pains, headaches, stomach aches, jitters, all those type of things. Or if you're in the positive state, your body becomes, you have more flexibility, you're more relaxed, you actually have more power and more strength. And all of that, knowing and understanding all of that actually moves you into behaviors. And what most people do is we happen to see the behaviors and we judge the behaviors of the performance and the reality is what we really need to be aware of is what are we thinking and believing prior to the behavior coming up. And once we can become aware of that, then we can make the shift before the behavior happens. Because once the beha uh, behavior happens on the out external, now you've got other people involved in it as well. So the thing to get, take away from all of this is that, you know, your body is full of chemicals. Your brain compares like experiences and memories from the past to drive your current thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And how this works in performance when I'm working with my athletes is we look at and become, my guys become very hyper aware of, you know, what's happening right here, right now, in the middle of a play, on the field, so they can shift it in the moment and get back to, like we talked about those quadrants, get back into the quadrant that's really going to feed you and feed your play at the very highest level. The first step is awareness. The second step is knowing what you want and then moving into it. DebraDebrisYourClearEdge.com. Check it out. It is always good stuff. Uh, we do have some good segments, though. Even even that second segment was good. It was okay. It's not bad. It's not Thanks. Bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Thank you. I'll we like Clancy. It feels a few minutes. I try. Well, the other thing with this, too, is so many times we tend to judge ourselves when we're thinking or feeling a certain way. And the reality is, rather than judging ourselves, if we can just be aware of it and know that our body is just responding to what's going on, that it's a physiological and a biological change that's happening. So rather than judge ourselves and going down the rabbit hole of negativity and bad feelings and making things even worse and behaviors get worse, plays get missed, those type of things, balls get dropped. If we can just be aware of it and not judge ourselves but simply shift it, now we're back in the seat of position, you know, so seat of power. emotionally, what does come first, really? Like, I mean, it, it happens that fast? We don't, oh yeah, it's it a nanosecond, right? Because I could be thinking about, I don't know, if I'm, if I'm thinking about, uh, like my brother, he, he goes over a bridge, you know what he does? He takes his seatbelt off. 
because he don't want to get trapped into uh, if worst case happens. Right. So I don't know what, so, what so the there process would be, that he's thinking about. Well, it's in a combination. Again, it happens in such nanoseconds, and it's happening um, multiple thoughts. Are, uh, there's only one thought at a time, but it's happening so fast, and the brain is firing so quick in all the different memories that it's bringing up in the body sensations and the emotions that's coming up all at the same time. And the reality is 92 to 98% of the time, we're not even aware of what we're thinking. So what's causing him to take the seatbelt off, he can rationalize it now, uh-huh. but the reality is there's probably some memory from the past that may not have anything to do with bridges or seatbelts or going over the side or anything else that's really triggering him to take that action today. Because I, I, the brain is a, I mean, I, I'm really, I do get stay interested in the brain because mm. I do believe this, a lot of the great players, um, great players, when they make those plays, they made those plays before. They made oh, those yeah. plays before they happen. It's instinctual so, at that level. So, so you, yeah, yeah you because put it, they've you, done it. Yeah, you can, like anything, you can you can think about something so hard that it happens. It's just that mm. we want it to happen now without thinking about it. And I think the right. brain we, and then we you get, get lazy. Your, yeah, and you get mm. you can get your body to move according to your thoughts. Absolutely, and so, the body does. The physical sensations and the chemicals that run through the body that affect the muscles, they either tense them up or relax them, bring you power or take your power away, all comes from the chemicals coming out of the brain you and your th- thoughts and your emotions. Is that why you think this is why you can take away headaches and, and pains in your body and joints and stuff like that? Absolutely. Thought, Absolutely. Meditation. It happens all the time. There are people um, being operated it, on it, it around works. the world that um, are, have allergies and things, bad reactions to anesthetics, and they can be operated on with no anesthetics whenever they can go into a state. I've heard that. And, and it happens. Yeah. I had nails, two, um, two penny, or they look like two penny nails taken out I'm of my sure. arm that I was fighting so hard. This was when I was about seven years I old. I had my ankle. Did, oh, yeah. oh no, wait a minute. This, no. was, this was surgery that I nails. Well, this was surgery that I had had on my arm, and they put in nails on each side in order oh, okay, to keep the yeah, joint in yeah. place. They looked like two penny nails. I actually mm-hmm. kept them for show and tell. Um, and yeah. I, and I, of course, <laughs> and uh, you know, I fought the, anesthe- the anesthesia so hard. I was screaming and crying to the point that they just put like a tent up over the head area, so I couldn't see what they were doing. And the nurses started talking to me, and they did the surgery anyway. My uh, trainer, high school trainer, did the same thing. She. Uh, had knee surgery and didn't take the any anesthetic. Right. Diane Limerick, she uh, well look. At I you. had a I had knee surgery and stayed awake for it. Right. Yeah. I had a meniscus tear that. But they, but they, I mean, you have to really go into a state. Oh, you bet you, you do. You have to really go into a state because mm-hmm. I wanted to do that also with a knee surgery when I was in San Diego. Doctor Chow was his name. Just mm-hmm. FYI, let me throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, <laughs> San Diego Chargers doctor. Let me. Uh, so when I found my workman's comp and all that stuff. Then you know well, look, you guys, yeah. it's all documented. Yeah, it's all yeah just bring up the recording and take a listen. Yeah. <laughs> but no, when I, I wanted to do um, no anesthetics. Right. Excuse me, no anesthetics, and then um, they wouldn't allow me. They wouldn't let me do it. I don't know why. I just well, probably from legal reasons for whatever, you know, you know. But in case it I move, because ha- some <laughs> surgeries, if you're not really in that state, in some surgery, you can't well, be moving. Think about this: when guys go out on the field and they're playing, they might have uh, look at. Uh, Busted ribs, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Romo, yeah, going out and playing. And that was pure willpower where his focus was on something other than the pain that he was feeling to the point that he could play. And it happens to all of us all the time. And we do things throughout the day, and then all of a sudden at night, it seems like, well, here comes all the pain. Well, it's because our focus during the day.
day was on other things. Our mind was on other things. The pain was still there. We were numbing and dulling it out because of the thoughts and the focus that we had during the day. At night, all of a sudden, it's not that it's coming over us. It's what we're allowing our mind to relax and we're bringing our attention to wherever the pain is. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see about, uh, you're talking about, you know, all the instinct, instinctual uh actions and everything that people have made plays you know over and over again say in the nfl for example say ray lewis say they study his brain after he passes you know hopefully 50 years from now <laughs> maybe 60 well yeah i mean he's gonna live forever um but you see um the trump the head trauma the concussions like the you know just getting repeatedly hit in the head yeah. how the instincts will change and if, if they'll be curtailed at all because I mean, it, it's you have no control of your instincts, really. I mean, you can you can train yourself to be instinctual in certain situations, but when you have that 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 brain, you know, trauma or whatnot, I mean, that's got to go away. It's got to disrupt. It disrupts the electrical signals. That's part of what I'm going to Chicago for. What, what are you training? Be, your brain or your body? You, what are you training? You got you train your brain so yeah. your body will respond. That's kind of what yeah, Alex your body's a robot, yeah. Yeah. pretty much, right? A tool. And, and your brain. Yeah. And the brain is full of, um, again, fluid and electrical signals and such that it, when uh, it's the more you think about something and you bring emotion with it, which is why I talk so much about emotion, emotion, the glue to memory, is the brain on repeated patterns. And when it fires together, it wires together is the, the common theme in science, that when you fire and it fires and it fires on the same type of pattern and thoughts and emotions over and over, all of a sudden you have an automatic pattern, just like tying your shoe, just like walking. Just like brushing your teeth in the morning, you don't think about all the things you Sometimes had to when you first. Yeah. You had you do when you first. Well, when you're drunk, you do. <laughs> you had to. <laughs> that was a callback. Um, you had to. You had to when you first learned it. But then all of a sudden, you you have an automatic pattern. Driving into work, you might start down a path into work, and all of a sudden, you're talking to the phone. Shouldn't be doing that. Texting. Shouldn't be doing that. Or other things. But yeah, all of a sudden, you get here saying. and you wonder well, what happened to the last ten or fifteen minutes, where your mind knew where you're going. So mm -hmm. it just helped. You or you missed your exit no, no, no. and exactly you're somewhere else. That, That's exactly that it. little, that part, that last part right there, uh, is two two things. But that last part, I've done that. I've I left the bar and I'm like, how did I get home? Absolutely, that is crazy. I'm like, yeah. I, I say, I, I'm the dumbest person. It started, person. An, person it started an automatic pattern, and your mind knew what to do, so how it allowed the rest I of your body. Home? Right. Now, that's the way I want my players to be when they're on the field, not yeah. unconscious, but. <laughs> <laughs> Or drunk. Oh, or drunk. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes my, I'm tired, though. But I'm using <laughs> some of the techniques that I use, which you know, which I also use some hypnosis and stuff, and my guys get recordings from mm -hmm. me all the time based on their own language coming back to them, right. is we're bypassing the conscious mind that goes, oh, no, 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 that's going to hurt, that's going to have pain, that's going to do whatever, and go right to the subconscious mind where we can build those automatic success patterns so they can remember it in an instinctual way during the game. We're going to take a break, but you know what? It reminds me of uh, Born Identity, how that guy was brainwashed to do all the things. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's take a break. That's a good Down Dirty, uh, down and dirty with Deborah segment. Quam uh, Lots Sports Talk. We'll be back in a few. I'm going to go uh, pee. It's oh, <laughs> good to know. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Why would I? We can talk about Kwame. Welcome back to Kwame. Last of a sports talk. <laughs> Kwame has not come back from the lavatory yet. Maybe he got lost. I don't know. Maybe he fell in. Who knows? Um, we were talking off the air about God knows what, but I think now we're going to talk about a little bit about. Oh, I just stopped on my tracks as he came back. Uh, let's talk about, um, oh, yeah. Uh, let, I, I want to talk about the Lakers a little bit. Why? What do you think? Well, Cindy, I mean, you've been talking crap the whole time that they've been losing, so you, this is your I chance. I have not been talking crap all this is your time chance. they've been I losing. I like the down and dirty segment. That was good. I, I did, too. That was interesting. I, I, <laughs> the Lakers are going to be done anyway. They, they, they rebuild. Rebuild. They you need to be hypnotized. Is, is this, you're a Laker fan. I am. Is this rebuilding? The, well, uh, I think they need to rebuild with the coach first, but that's all. They, but they, they gave him twenty million dollars. They should have hired Brian Shaw out of the uh, out of the Phil Jackson um, but it was school of oh, teaching. Oh, he played that. I know. B, I remember B. Shaw back in two thousand. Like yeah, B. Shaw? Well, yeah. He played with. I mean, he played with Miami too. So they were saying that well, it was so much talk about him. Yeah, he played with Orla- played with Miami and Orlando. So they were saying that he might be Stan Van Gundy's uh, uh, replacement. Brian Shaw. Yeah, I mean, he was he's impressive on the court. He, he's he going to take impressive. the uh, the triangle offense there. Probably not. Yeah. No. I don't know. I'm uh as I was peeing, I was in the bathroom. I mean, I was thinking <laughs> about this uh, segment, like the uh, the uh, hypnotize. We got to do a. We're gonna do a show on hypnosis. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it the next. I'm gonna be gone next week, but I'll do it the segment after. Make sure, make sure, let me know. I'll sleep in you're that. Not, week. Uh, you're not gonna be gone. We send. <laughs> or you, you can come here and you can sleep here. Yeah, like, like you do. Yeah, I'll chir- <laughs> chirp like a bird. We're gonna send you. We send it next week. We send Deborah on location, so that's, that's how it. we do it over here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You know what? We need to start getting paid. I'm just out there spreading the so, word. So you saw about the shooting outside the Oklahoma City. Yeah, thing. that's crazy. It reminded me of the when the Lakers won the championship and there was that huge riot downtown. Um, so one woman, the pregnant woman that got they got hit, she got she actually was uh, hit by blunt uh, by blunt object, I believe is what it said. Mm. So she wasn't even shot. She was she got beat, which is like she got beat. Yeah, like, like Rodney Denny or was that guy? Mm, no. Right. She was pregnant and got beat. Yeah, Rodney I asked my Rodney, Rodney King. King. Yeah. Reginald Denny. Reginald Denny. Well, both of them. I'll try to combine both mm-hmm. of them. So I knew what I was talking about. I knew what I was talking about. You just wanted to correct Rodney Denny. <laughs> Rodney, Rodney Denny. Denny. Yeah. Well, and there was just that thing at um, at uh, Dodger Stadium too yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the minor fender bender. Guys oh, got out of the yeah, car. That was, yeah, that was that's crazy. That's the second one, and they just. Got done with the other guy. L.A. is crazy, man. What is going on? If you're not in Oakland, L.A., I mean, it's... 
What is going they on? They need to build a new stadium. Chavez Ravine is 200 years too old. For Dodgers? Yeah. And they need to just... And don't how, they, how will that stop what the is Ezra, Yeah, what does that have to do with... But don't they have a parking it's, way it's, on the other side somewhere? Okay. No, the, it surrounds. It's, oh, it surrounds the, the stadium, arena? Okay. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 about but why you got a gun location? Who, who takes a gun to a, a ball game? They just need better security, uh, and they did have better security after the guy after the owner last year opening day the the Giants uh, fan. Uh-huh. Um, after that, they've they've increased security out there, and there was still people right on it. Yesterday, when these guys got arrested, they were right on it, but you can't, right on it, but you can't be everywhere at every time. Well, that's why, they, first of all, who thinks to bring a gun to a game? Maybe you forgot it in your car. We were talking about this during the football thing with the uh, the, the Giants, uh, no, 49ers, the 49ers-Oakland game last year. Oh, yeah, got the kid, Yeah. Who, who does that? I mean, you can't be that crazy of a fan. All those fanatically, but you can't be that. Diehard fans, yeah, those but, are the ones. But, Dodgers have them too. I, yep. I, I don't, I don't like the Lakers. I respect the Lakers, I, I, but you think I'm gonna kill for them or kill over them and for what? Yeah. And, then, and one of the things Deborah said early in the show: How well do you manage your own life? But that's the thing. It's not as much about being a fan as it is because really, that's that's not even being a fan. That's not helping the team. That's not helping the fan base. It's not doing anything positive as far as the team is concerned. All of that is really about themselves and their own, I mean, internal thoughts about themselves and their way of lashing out at everybody else because they're ticked off because just one more thing didn't go right in their life. Yeah, sure. I mean, but something did go right with them in Oklahoma City, and it's still, I mean, they had, they literally yeah. sardined people outside. Yeah. They had like 5,000 people outside, so you have people drinking, 5,000 people sardined into like, you know, two feet of space. People are trying to leave. There's always, something's going to happen. But you know what? It, it, it's going to get to a point where you can't take kids to the game. This is for the kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sports fans, but this is for the kids. Why we can't go to the game and when we friends, you have on your team's jersey, I have on my team's jersey, and we get along. Oh, yeah. good game at the end. You got to say, just like the players do, it wasn't the loss that hurt the Lakers. It, it might have been more of the, I have to go shake these hands now. But they did it. They, they was mature enough. They Every player, I thought, from what I saw on TV, went to the Oklahoma City Thunder and shook their hands, uh-huh. even yeah. after the elbow to the Hug head. Hug Derek Fisher. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was just... It, Good for Derek Fisher, nice. too. Yeah. Well, oh, oh. Yeah. so listen to this. So, if, say Oklahoma City wins a championship. Kobe Six. and Derek Fisher are best friends. So he's going to be giving Kobe shit yeah. all the time for having one and egg, he one more should be yeah. he- It should, and it should be healthy because right. Kobe's trying to get Oh, he'll love it. It's going right. to be great. Yeah. It's going to push him even harder. Yeah. Yep. But, and, and then one of the things I did want to talk about, um, maybe not on this show, but I, I'll pose the question and we'll talk about it later. Um, Derek Fisher, if he gets six rings, even if he just stays at five, is he a Hall of Famer? Because Robert Ory's got to be in first. Could be Robert Ory a seven, but Robert Earl, Robert Ory. But uh, does the ring he make so, it? He, he does so much. I, yeah, I know. Yes, that. they were as clutch. They're they're on the same level of clutchness. Robert Ory did it for a little bit longer. Charles Barkley don't have a ring. I know, it's but and we talked about game? well. I, if if it's one or the other, I said, if it's one or the other, I I would well, say you know what. Let's not talk about it because it's still it's a good topic. I, I think we could talk about it later. But, but no, I don't think Derek Fisher will be in the. So you still want to talk about it, huh? <laughs> well, we have, we have two minutes. What are we gonna? Then why pose the question if you don't want to talk about it? Just say no. I want to work. throw it out there. You got to have some restraint. Have some Let's restraint. Hell, I got to talk world peace. No, no talk. No, we'll talk no. about it. But we can't talk he about. He needs it. to oh, change okay. his name. <laughs> yeah. He needs a new name. You well, can't be world peace and elbow people in the head. No. That's right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it just and doesn't work. And what is the Indiana Ron? 
Is yeah, that his name? That's what it used to be because he played in Indiana when the when the mouse the palace happened. Well, I'm Arizona Qualm, so that's what they call me. I mean, oh, I'm just, it depends on where you, it depends on where you are. Where's you the trash can? You can't be world peace and and play the way he played. Well, he, no he was citizen of the year a couple no years ago. Thing. So. There's no such thing as world peace. He was citizen of the year from because where he came from from a. Well, oh, and then he had a flagrant throat. foul called on him last night that was not a flagrant foul, but because it was on our test. Hey, Dennis Rodman, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis Rodman had pink hair and wore wedding dresses. Well, so he's, he's, he's a different kind of crazy. He's, he's mocking himself, just like Chad. Didn't Chad Ochocinco change his name back to Chad Johnson? When he got married. Yeah. When he gets married, he's going to because his wife's not having that. Well, he was, it's marketing. The NFL, <laughs> if the NFL can't market you, they're going to find you. True. I think he did. Yeah, that's true. Mm. It is true, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm in the process right now as, as I speak. I'm going to create a reality show. Okay. All right. It's easy. Get a bunch of idiots together. You'll probably get two viewers out of three of us. I bet you I get more than that. Yeah. I bet you I get at least five. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. So, do, you know, I was watching about the Patriots. Brandon Lloyd is going to be huge with, with, uh, uh, with Tom Brady. I know it's totally off topic, but I was, I was reading something about it. That's going to be huge. Now he has a number one receiver. Chad Ochocinco brought it up because he wasn't what he was supposed to be. Chad Ochocinco's probably, he said he's going to rededicate his game. I think he's going to get cut. No. I think when he comes out, he's going to release it. No, he brought him on himself. You, you talk so much at the beginning of the year, and, and a lot of uh, announcers, uh, football guys, were thinking the same thing. I think he can do whatever he wants. I think he can be excited, but I think you still have to show up to work. You well, can't. you can say all you want, but mm -hmm. it's again, it's what, do you got, what have you done for me lately? Right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. he had never played an important game in his entire life. Who? Uh, Chad Ocho Cinco. Ocho That's Cinco. not true. When yeah. they went to the yeah, playoffs with Carson Palmer, when he when he blew his knee out, or when he got his knee blown out by that by that low hit. Mm -hmm. um, but that was it. Patriots are different. All right. Well, what, what you guys got on? We got two minutes. What we went huh? another week without Roger Clemens' trial too. Who cares? He's going to jail. Yeah, I mean, if that was me, I would have been in jail. I'm so over Roger Clemens at this point. It's just it, I, he's I irrelevant. He he will never be. He's not going to make it to the Hall of Fame. He's like, there's going to be an asterisk if he, if he to does. The, if he goes to the Hall of Fame, Pete Holmes about to get in. Well, yeah, there's yeah. going to be an asterisk room. It's like, these guys should have made it. <laughs> Cheaters. A wing. It's going to be a whole Cheaters. wing. Cheaters. I would, I would to like to be bigger to than a room. room. It's going to be a wing. And it's a, a, the, the door is shorter. You have to duck to get yeah. through. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, P. Rose, P. Rose didn't cheat. P. Rose would not be in that room. He didn't P. cheat. P. Rose, I think he should be in the room. He gambled on his own on other other games. Other games that he had no control over. I wouldn't have a problem. So what does that matter? It doesn't. I know gambling shouldn't be in sports. You shouldn't gamble as a player. I think I think you should be able to gamble. You shouldn't. It shouldn't be a conflict of interest, though. You can't gamble. If you, if I'm on this team, I can't gamble that that other team gonna beat us. So what do you think if some guy did fantasy football and and it paid for it, like it was in Vegas, it was a thousand dollar fantasy football league that was in the NFL? I wish you, think I had, you think you think it'd be the same thing. I wish I had more time to answer that question, but I don't. So ask me next week, or put it on your fan page, and then I answer it then. You got seven days to think about it. Seven days. Six, I know, that's six days, twenty-four six hours. Six days, twenty-four yeah. hours. Yeah. We, we, can, we, can't, we, can't get, we can't get no money once a week for an hour. I mean, thirty-five minutes. <laughs> we can't get paid like this. We got to figure it out. I already got it figured out, but you know, sharing, hey, sharing. Quarmalize Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Sydney Liska in the studio. Thanks for joining us. We we'll see you guys next week. Check out their uh, collective sites. YoClears.com, Clancy's Corner. Uh, what is it? Twitter? Where, where are you, Sydney? Twitter. 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 And I'm uh, I'm everywhere you need to be. I'm like Master. You're around. I'm around. Yeah. I'll be around. Harlem. I've been wanting to see you on Billboard. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.